you skimps and scams out there. You guys ready for your Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast? I'm your host. Ooh, I'm your host, Matt, and I've got Danny and Scott. How you boys doing? This scamp is ready, sir. He's ready to talk some football. This scamp is uh, is equally ready. Is, was it skimp and scamp? Well, okay, yeah. I'll be the skimp here. I got my uh, tall, cool IPA that I'm just gonna gonna work on this time, and I'm I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I got AP, IPA locked and loaded. Finishing yeah. up my uh, stout, and then I got a Danger Beach IPA, the new uh, Voodoo. Oh, look at that! Look at that. We're all we're all in the IPA clan today, drinking those high ABV beers to keep the illnesses away. Tell me, is everybody in your life right now sick? <laughs> Always, I got the five year old and the one year old, and I have, I can't remember a time when they didn't have runny noses. I just really can't. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Children, coworkers, extended family, everybody's got something. I think flu A is taken off and all the other ones are out there too. We're recording this on December 7th, so I guess that's fitting post uh Thanksgiving uh get together fallout. We're in that middle ground between Thanksgiving and Christmas where like I don't have a lot of motivation. Like at work with my diet with exercise uh but i can't handle that in the new year get some resolutions out there exactly i mean what i'm just going to postpone the diet and exercise thing during christmas anyway so i don't we just make it all all of the of the december calendar season and then i just extend it through the winter so we got extended through super bowl because like i'm gonna be snacking during playoff football through the Super Bowl and then we got the XFL starting up and it's like well gotta keep that, snacking cool. and partying then. That's cool. Do you guys uh check out the the new new jerseys and helmets and everything like that that got been leaking out recently? Yeah they just released them today but I, I don't know if they were just trying to do a little tease leak or something because there's just like flashy videos on it. And you can't actually see the jerseys anywhere. Hopefully they get some some better picks and merch out there for us to check out. Scott, you gonna make it to every game, like like uh, pre-COVID, <laughs> all both of them. Hey, maybe, at, maybe at every one of them. Like I said, I've been to the last three St. Louis football games because I went to the last Rams game against Tampa Bay, and uh, the only two Battle Hawks games. So we'll see. Kaka, look at that! Wasn't that neat? That's pretty neat. It's also a Pearl Pearl Harbor Day. Just uh, FYI, didn't even realize it was December seventh until Matt said it. I'm like, oh shit! Mm -hmm. Usually, I see something about that on TV or every feed on your phone and whatnot. Eighty-one years, right? That kind of reminds me with with your guys' families. With Christmas time rolls around, do you guys do stockings on Saint Nick Day or on Christmas Eve? What is Saint Nick Day? It's December 6th. <laughs> oh, just say, so like yesterday. We always yesterday. do it on Christmas. Well, yeah, I always on Christmas. We did both. Like when I was little and growing up, we would get a little bit in our stockings, like you know, not a full Christmas stocking, but you'd get some candy on Saint Nicholas Day, and then also on Christmas it would be full. Oh, this privileged asshole getting it on what? full. Yeah, that sounds all I 
And you know, the funny thing is you, you guys know my mother. I mean, that's, she's frugal as hell. So the fact that that happened and doesn't happen to anyone else is a little shocking to me. (laughs) Kathy listens to this show. I'm pretty confident every single week, all 149 episodes (laughs) or whatever it is. So you watch your mouth. We always did Christmas Eve. So I was in the same boat. Like what, what is Satan Nick's day or anything? But my wife's family always did Satan Nick's day. So it's on her, in my opinion, to get these stockings prepared. And I guess she spaced yesterday until like midday and had to send the kids in the other room to get the stockings out and stuff <laughs> and everything. Like, oh, and like they walk back in the room and our, my daughter's like, oh, there's stuff in the stockings now. It wasn't there before. And my wife was oh, like, it was. I, yes, it was. I think we just missed it. We must have just not realized. <laughs> what's the what's like the the folklore behind Saint Nick Day with the the stockings? Who who is doing? The, I mean, who is he Saint- was the actual guy that gave to like the less fortunate and the needy and the kids and stuff and like gave them gifts and everything. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that's like, what Santa is based off of. I'm assuming St. Nicholas, but I know he actually was a real person that did that stuff. What, but how does, what do you tell the kids for how, I mean, obviously St. Nick doesn't come down the chimney the night before, or is that really the same story or what do you tell the kids of how, the December sixth. Good question. Happen. I have no idea. I'll have to ask my mom what the hell she told us. What is what is uh your family do? I was probably yeah. the same as like the Easter bunny. You wake up and your basket's there. It's just, just, mag- full. just magic. You don't ask how it got there, it's just there. <laughs> my son asks all kinds of questions about how the stuff's we have to come we have to my wife and I have to come up with answers right on the spot, and then we have to tell each other what the answers were because he fact checks <laughs> us with each other at different times. So Mandy will come out and be like, Hey, by the way, I told Aaron that this, this, that, and the other thing happens uh with the planets. So just that's what the answer is. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And I just repeat the same the thing. Answer <laughs> gravity. Yeah. No, no, no! I told him something totally different. We have to go with it. That's that's yeah. it from now on. Yeah, you can't say Google's to him, wrong. "Oh, it's actually gravity." What's gravity? Well, <laughs> oh boy, I don't understand it myself. <laughs> right. People yeah. tell me he's asked stuff like, "What is uh, what is electricity?" And you know, how does fire get bigger? And I'm like, "Geez, these are things I sh- I feel like I should know in a way <laughs> that, well, you know, it just kind of happens with like lightning. How does lightning happen up there? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, buddy. It's complicated because if you give an answer, then it's six more questions. So." Okay. Yeah. Who has time for their kids, their children? (laughs) I get lost in the lies that I tell trying to answer his good questions. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. It's just good parenting right there. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, let's get in some football. It's getting pretty fun here in the fantasy world and in the NFL world. Uh, NFL's cooking up with some playoff races, but also your fantasy league, probably in the last week before playoffs. So if you were knocking it out of the park, that's cool. You probably got a spot reserved, but I'm in I'm in one league where it's basically playoffs this week. I got I got to win and I got to get in and anything can happen in the playoffs. So it's it's big for a lot of people out there. Um, how are you guys doing in your leagues coming up to playoff time? Well, that's the best. First of all, that's the best when you get an essentially an extra week of playoffs because you're in the thick of it trying to get in, you know, that's just that's just fun. But um, about half of my leagues, I I. I'm out to the point. I'm not even checking them. I'm doing really well. And one of them that I am in with you, you boys. And 
I'm battling with Scott and another guy uh, to stay out of the basement to get last place in another league, which is equally as important as getting in the playoffs is uh, avoiding that plaque, that wood burned plaque saying how bad you are. So <laughs> it's a, it's a mixed yeah. bag, but it's still interesting. I uh, had the wrong thing happen this past week where the one league, like Danny was saying, I was bottom feeder and I'm barely not, but in the other league where I was top three, my team absolutely shit the bed. So now I'm not even that close to making a top three finish here in either of my big leagues. So I'm uh, pretty disappointed right now, unless I have a monster week in both leagues, it really doesn't matter what happens in the next two. Matt, you are like ascending in Frederick I, league right now. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up but yeah. Yeah, in our mutual <laughs> league. Uh, I, uh, to recap, if you haven't been listening to the podcast all year, I started rough. It's an all play league. You get zero to nine wins every week, depending on everybody else in the league. I started zero week two, zero wins. And then like two, and then like three. And, uh, I have not, not ideal, not ideal in that <laughs> league. And you know what? I just made it to third place. It's a no playoff league. So we got to keep going the rest of the year. Um, but I am proud of myself now for wheeling and dealing and scratching and clawing and getting into a pain spot right now. If I if I fall out of it, I don't even care. I worked hard to get there, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, Danny, you're the one who's just been take, taking that league by storm, and you're just winning every week type thing. And, I mean, that's fun to an extent. But when you got to scratch and claw and get <laughs> into the mix – it's been a fun season. I got to say the entertainment level has been great on that one. Well, I've been, I gave up, I had a, a really a huge lead over another guy, uh, Van, who I think listens to the show. Uh, Van's team is very, very good. And he, in two weeks, just cut my lead in half to the point where it was all the only thing that I'm thinking about is just, oh my God, just hold on, just hold on, just hold on. Because up until week through week 10, I all my players were doing great and I had essentially no injury luck, bad luck, I should say. And that's how I got there. And then the injury started week 11 and my score started to show it. I'm like, please just limp across. You know, when you get hit with a red shell in Mario Kart oh my and you don't want to just like just flip like through it into vendors or anything. Come on. Yeah, hey, 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 enough of that. You just want to just <laughs> get across that finish line. So I want week 17 to get here quick. But I don't because I don't want fantasy food to be over. So it's a fun it's a little race. Team. And it's still quite the race in that league for third place at least. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of entertainment coming down to these uh till week 17 there. But let's let's get off our personal fantasy and get into the, the league here. News and mm-hmm. notes and injuries from around the league. Yeah. Uh started off. Lammy Jacks hurt his knee out days to weeks question mark yeah this is goes into my injury thing i was talking about because he was one of my two quarterbacks i've been using yeah out days two weeks now as of today they're saying like a minimum of two weeks probably four so i mean is he droppable if you don't have an ir spot this i mean he's going to be out for two weeks for sure so week 14 week 15 it depends on how deep your benches are. And yeah. I mean, like, the one tough thing here is week 14 is the last bye week week. So you might have some rough bye week situation here to where 
you almost have to drop him. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what your other options are here. But like even he's gonna miss 14, he'll miss 15. Even if he comes back week 16, like no one you're not gonna you're not gonna pull yeah yeah exactly you're not gonna play him right it was a sprained uh mcl pcl one of them he's not gonna run he wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire before this so he's kind of he may be like a, a landmine to to set in front of the rest of your league do you know what i mean put him out there let your opponent pick him up toss him out there week 16 in the playoffs and have him dud Potentially because he doesn't run because he has a sprained MCL. No, who has had a really nice uh, takeoff. And after this week has an amazing playoff schedule. Mike White. He plays Buffalo this week in Buffalo. That can't be the best matchup. But then Detroit, Jacksonville and Seattle in the playoffs. Is that? that Whoa, 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 whoa. Detroit. uh, They've been crushing it lately. Not their defense. <laughs> I mean, you want you want a team that has a powerful offense who's going to run up the score and keep the ball in the air the whole game? That's a good matchup, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it is. But the Jets coach came out and said that Zach Wilson is going to see the is going to get playing time um this season. So don't sleep on that. It's like, what? Why would you say that? And why also? Second thing. Because if there's one way for the Jets to screw up something good, yeah. they're going to let their coach do it. <laughs> they got a chance like, to make the Mike, playoffs. Mike White's been fine. He's been great. Not great. I mean, he has been great. Even he was great for what? Like, what are you even saying that for? Zach Wilson was hilariously bad. So that's the only thing that would scare me. But yeah, that's something to nice. keep in mind, you know? I mean, if, if, Lamy Jacks is out and you need somebody. Look at that yeah. guy with the with the nice playoff schedule there if he's getting the, the starts. Definitely. Moving on, Jimmy G breaks his foot, done for season. Brock Purdy to quarterback. Uh, you know what? I saw him in the game, but I didn't pay attention to much what he did. But from what I hear people saying that the 49ers had done, it couldn't have been that great, right? He's he did fine. He did fine. He didn't, I think what I was reading was it was a lot of checkdowns. Um, his average depth of target was not very deep, but he he was fine, is what they're what people were saying. He wasn't all, like amazing, so I don't think the 49ers need him nice, to be great. Uh, that's true. That that's one of those teams. I was talking just the other day about that Eagle Super Bowl team, um, where Carson Wentz was like the next big thing we thought in that offense. He got hurt, and then Nick Foles came in and led him to Super Bowl. And afterwards, everybody's like, what happened to both these guys? You know what happened? That team was just really good. It didn't matter who played quarterback. And that's that might be the situation here for the 49ers. Oh, you need to no, you need to plant your flag on this. You need to call the shot right now and say, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> for, the 49ers Brock Super Bowl MVP. That's what you want me to say. I do what it what do you no think? No one's gonna blame are? you. No one's gonna blame you if it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, then we'll remember this. We just odds were on Nick Foles being the Super Bowl MVP whenever Carson Wentz went down that year. I do be pretty a pretty rich dude, I think. <laughs> well, Brock Purdy also a pretty nice rest of season. So if I mean he just shoots right out of the gate in his first real start, keep that one in mind. But let's uh pretty like a lady, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh Traylon Burks <laughs> makes an incredible catch for a touchdown. Gets destroyed, but holds onto the ball, gets a concussion, 
what uh <laughs> how are your feelings mixed on this situation Scott, i did not did see the hit tell me about it he, he made a catch and it was an illegal hit if i remember right it was not okay <laughs> he and he got just like destroyed there and they're like oh you're in concussion program but it's like how did he hold on to the ball he must have been like that unconscious like well i'm watching yeah questions but they're like I, I it was it was a really really good catch it was, i think it was his only catch it was early on in that game mm-hmm. and now he's in concussion there's no way with the new concussion protocol he's gonna be like ready this week i don't think but he's no, gonna be I'm fine sure he's out at least a week yeah but um not exactly great for titans fans i would say um okay watching ooh, it now guys. okay give us the play-by-play what are your thoughts okay and full speed it didn't look like he got hit like crazy hard because it wasn't like a opposing directions like i was thinking it was oh yeah it wasn't like that a blow from the side that you know so on first look i wasn't like oh my god now here's yeah, I'm okay that I'm one was a little now. more a little more painful yeah. looking yeah and like he's laying there and he's like well i can't breathe i'm gonna be here forever i'm gonna lay here until somebody moves me like that that's not <laughs> I got hit. I got one of those hits in hockey once, so I know the feeling. Traylon, it's <laughs> you're la- you're laying there going, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm dead. This is the end. I'm not going to be alive anymore. If someone wants to move me, fine, but this is where my body will be." <laughs> yeah. Portland Sutton pulls his hammy. Do you guys care? Nope. Okay, no, I, they that's can't so score that's more so more than mean. eight points in the game anyway. That was mean. I felt bad that I immediately jumped on that. Yeah, I don't. I hope the guy's okay. I really like Cortland Sutton, but for fantasy purposes, no, I yeah, don't care. Drop, drop him. Uh, rolls his ankle, but he's apparently fine. He could have gone back in the game, but I guess they they didn't want to do that. I, this sounds like they're going to tape it up, brace if they have to, and get him back out there. I don't, I don't see any concerns here if you're a two owner, right? Now, or a, I'm a Tyreek Hill owner, and I would prefer that Tua is okay for selfish reasons. And Walker hurts his ankle. They're saying he like jammed it. He didn't go to practice today. <laughs> um, next in line, there's DJ J- Dallas, who has like a foot sprain. So a right? jammed ankle and a foot sprain mm-hmm. on the top two running backs on this team. And Nobody knows what that means. Um, they both <laughs> missed practice today. <laughs> Explain so that, though. <laughs> what is a jammed? Like, when you jam your thumb, don't you think of it like going into, like, you jam it inward? Like, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, that. I jammed my, my finger. I mean, I've jammed a lot of fingers. Half the time, Scott throwing me a football too hard when I was a kid. But your ankle? Where does your ankle go? jam into is it into like the like the meat of your leg <laughs> i'm assuming it was a it goes a jam from bottom up through the top of it is the way i would think of it like you step funny and all your weight went the a funny way like i don't know kind of isn't that a rolled ankle though somehow. i don't know what's the oh, difference between that seems to be like a spring injury avoiding talking about yeah. you know if it was anyone else and they said this i'd be like oh they're not that serious and they're gonna be fine but on the seahawks with carol i'm like I, they, it might be pretty serious they might be out this way 
it may be that P. Carroll doesn't understand what he's being told by the trainer <laughs> as well. It's also like 80 years old. So yeah. back in my day, we jammed our ankles. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got jammed ankle. I never said jammed ankle, Pete. I never said that. I said he has <laughs> your standard high ankle sprain. I couldn't have been more clear with that. <laughs> It's a no. foot contagion. Uh, is, there, is that a contusion and abrasion combined? Pete, yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He'll be back out there or not. I don't know. But yeah, like you, but Homer, Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, they both got hurt too. It sounds like Homer injury. Oh, what's that one? Oh, I, uh, now that you, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. They did not rule Ken Walker out though yet. Like for this week, he may be out there. Matt, you've got Ken Walker in a league that we all care about would you put him out there if he's active need Ken more Walker? news um yeah i'll probably put him out there if he's active it was, uh, tra- he's the go i got travis homer is a knee options. it's a knee for travis homer and an ankle for dj dallas yikes um, yeah, said the last Lawrence. game homer missed oh, due to oh. illness though so maybe the knee wasn't that bad maybe the illness is in his knee <laughs> fucking Pete Carroll. <laughs> you said he missed with an illness, Pete. Yeah, it was an illness in his torn ACL. <laughs> what do you, that's that's a kind of illness. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Trevor Lawrence sprained his toe. May miss a week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. He sprained his toe. Like, who gives a shit? Get back out there. I, was I the only one that was like? I sprained my toe the other day, jamming it into a table, and I'm fine. Like I don't know if this is like a a euphemism for turf toe, but you don't usually hear about quarterbacks being hindered by that. And turf toe is a big deal with receivers because they use that for takeoff and burst speed and this and that and cuts. And, I mean, Trevor Lawrence can stand in a pocket and throw the ball, right? (laughs) Right. Maybe. I don't know. He like he left the game before halftime and uh after like goose grabbing his leg and people thought that he like tore something and he was going to be done for the season he came back to the game and was fine so this is they really may miss for real and i guess for fantasy purposes that's a big deal right yeah i I don't know um for me latest news i'm seeing is he did he did not practice today but it's likely just a rest day um they're expecting him to get upgraded and then he'll probably be playing against the titans which again, we don't want to happen. So I hope he does sit first. You know, what? he should just sit, <laughs> Matt or uh, Scott's the Jaguars fan. You want him just just to take it easy, right? What do they got to lose? I just typed into YouTube Lawrence Toe just to see what you guys are talking about because I didn't see it. And the only thing that came up is Theo Lawrence Toe Rag. I don't know what that is, but I have to click on it. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it. Tell us what it is. Let us know. Okay. Well, Scott's watching it- that. We'll get on to some of the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotta be, well, there's nudity in that for sure there's nudity in that for sure <laughs> <laughs> looks like a one-man band <laughs> okay everyone pause the show we're gonna go watch whatever this is let's get into the big nfl news here i guess the biggest injury news that i saw this week and that's von miller apparently tore his acl initial reports didn't expect that mri did not show a torn acl um, but exploratory surgery discovered a torn ACL and he is done for the season. That's a, it's a killer to bills fans. Right? That sucks. That really does suck. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in the thick of it too. Um, 
and their defense was good. It wasn't great before this. I think I would say that they probably have underachieved. They're still in the top, what, third of the league as a defense, but <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. ESPN or whoever it was, I don't know if it was one of the um, uh, analysts or whatever. I think it was what's his name who just screams the whole time that we can't Stephen stand. A. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Thank you. That was saying it's going to cost them a Super Bowl. And it's like, quite frankly, they haven't been playing good enough to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. They're barely beating teams that are decent teams. I don't think they can go on a three, four game run in the playoffs the way they've been playing. So this certainly wasn't the deal breaker to me. But like you said, certainly isn't going to help them. Yeah, um, Scott is a Bills hater. Moving on, Baker Mayfield signed by the Rams. Well, is I guess this is an upgrade from w- Wolfner, Wolford, 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 and he might be uh, injured. He may not even play. Oh, you know, I didn't know that because I didn't care. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield probably hop in and do just about play, as well i guess they play thursday they play on thursday night football and they're saying they haven't ruled out baker mayfield as a possibility <laughs> so that's gonna be 36 rushes and 14 pass attempts yeah. that game you've got this the raiders defense them to, yeah stay relevant and get people to tune in for the remainder of the season rams are done don't worry mm-hmm. about it um <laughs> Lastly, and this might not be news to many people besides Titans fans, but J-Rob, John Robinson, their GM, was fired by the Titans. And people are kind of asking, why at this point in the season? Well, roster's pretty much set this year. And then this is a uh, a move going forward for a new, new vibe in the future. And it is kind of funny. It happens right after A.J. Brown tears up the Titans for a monster game, mm-hmm. uh, a little, Hey, J Rob, why the, why the hell did you get rid of generational wide receiver talent there? But, and the guy that you replaced him with, uh, just got killed in the end zone. So <laughs> should have predicted that two things. <laughs> we got to talk to you about it. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I, the AJ Brown thing is looking like a total mess and, uh, not happy about it. So, other minor injuries. DeAndre Swift was limited today. He's got some lingering stuff going on. Josh Jacobs was limited today with quad calf. Um, Jerry Judy limited today. Any of the Jalen Waddle was limited today. Any oh yeah, these... we forgot to mention that. We forgot to we talked about two. Um, Jalen Waddle got hurt in the middle of that game. I think he came back though. He did, but only had what one catch for like nine yards. So I don't know if he was more of a. He's like. Well, I feel okay, but I'm more of a distraction at this point. It says that it's a leg. That's helpful. Jaylen what Waddle, I'm seeing is he's injury. dealing with a fibula injury. And when you mention a specific bone, it's like, well, is it a fracture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not many. Did you sprain the bone? He jammed it. Jammed his fibula. <laughs> right into his knee. He jammed it right in there. <laughs> well, that's that's the majority of the news notes. Mostly injuries going around the league right now. Um, let's hop into our three big takeaways from last week. You know what, eh, Scott? Start us off with your first. All right, my first one is I know we just talked about the fact that um, the Ravens are what they're in. What they're tied right now? Let me forget what they're. Lamar Jackson either way got hurt. 
They're both, yeah, they're tied eight and four with Cincinnati. And before we knew how long he was going to be out, my big takeaway is the Ravens can kiss the division goodbye if Lamar's out for more than one week, which it looks like he's going to be out for multiple weeks. And the way Cincinnati has been playing, it's kind of like last year where they're coming on full tilt toward the end of the season. Just got Jamar Chase back. Offense looks killer. And the Ravens are going the exact opposite way. They're losing games to teams they shouldn't be losing to. Um, I mean, they just lost to the Jags, which, I mean, I love my Jags, but that shouldn't have happened. Um, So it just seems like the trajectory for the last several games of the season is very, very much skewed towards Cincinnati's favor. And uh, I don't know the Ravens. I mean, they're still likely, unless they completely blow it, a wild card team. But I don't think there's really any chance they win the division anymore. How about you guys? I agree. Cincinnati's been just unstoppable. They've been great. And it's not exactly like maybe you said this, sorry, but it's not exactly like they've been lighting the world on fire with Lamar. Anyway, they have a similar issue of the Titans or they don't have any pass catchers. I mean, I guess outside of Mark Andrews, I think this is the Cincinnati uh, division to take. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree to an extent, but uh, I mean, the Bengals have always struggled interdivisionally too. Um, they are playing well right now. They dropped one to the Browns earlier, earlier this year, right? And I, they always struggle against the Steelers for some reason. So I think it is the Bengals' division to take, but I'm not going to rule the Ravens out here. Um, Fair enough. But going on, Danny, first takeaway. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers are the talk of the NFC. A lot of people are talking about the Dallas Cowboys offense. The 49ers defense is great. No love for the Eagles then? The Eagles are 11 and 1. Cowboys are 9 and 3. And San Francisco is 8 and 4. And if you listen to, to people in the NFL community right now, it is all about the Cowboys and 49ers who do you guys who would you guys bet your money on if you had to put a thousand dollars in Vegas to win the NFC would you put on the Cowboys or okay would you the Garoppolo injury big enough for you Garoppolo injury is big enough for me they got I mean we mentioned earlier this team's good enough to win without him but we still got to get some proof proof in the purdy you know the proof is in the purdy I believe Um, in And right now they're only a game ahead of the Seahawks. They're not even a lot to win their division in my eyes. Um, So I'm not wagering a lot of money there. I don't, I need to see it before I believe it. Cowboys are very good. Uh, They should have an easy win this week, but Eagles keep getting it done. I I agree. I think that the Eagles should be demanding more respect, but I don't see the extreme hype for the Niners right now. Did you guys see that? Um, Brock Purdy's teammates gave him a nickname, and his nickname is Big Cock Brock. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but and then also in the <laughs> NFC team, or about... you gave him that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talking about a team in the NFC not getting any love, a team with a better record than both the Cowboys and the 49ers, the Vikings, 10 and 2 Vikings, who are currently underdogs this week against the five and seven lions. And I'm a lions fan. I know they're exciting. They got, they're turning it on and they got a good offense, but how are the 10 and two (laughs) Vikings 
underdogs to the five and seven lines, even in Detroit. I, I, I'm starting to think that Matt, you who started the Lions revolution on this show. Absolutely. And I think Scott and I both have jumped on the bandwagon in a way, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're all rooting for life. But I know, I know that you're a yeah. Lions guy since Barry Sanders days. I think the country is also doing that. And I think betting lines are starting to show that, especially uh, when the Lions are at home, because the Lions do real, uh, much, much, much better at home than they do on the road. But still, it is a little bit bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on to my first big takeaway, and that's the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The Giants are in a spiral. What are your thoughts? I mean, so they just tied this week against the commies. And I mean, the commies are decent, but they just dropped one to the Cowboys, dropped one to the Lions. They beat the Texans, which come on, dropped one to the Seahawks. Before that, they were winning games in hand, but they are in a spiral right now. If you ask me, if all they can do is pull out a win against the Texans in the last five weeks. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Scott. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is what uh, we were predicting earlier in the season when they were, what, five and one, six and two, whatever they started at. I don't, we all, at least I know, I thought it just wasn't sustainable. I thought with both the New York teams, it was a surprise and I didn't see it lasting. And now here they are. They're both, what, five losses and building. It just, it didn't seem like they had enough to where they could sustain it. They had a couple good games, snuck a couple wins out, low scoring affairs or just, snuck the win out by a couple points over teams. So they were never really that team that you looked at and like, wow, this is a good team. It wasn't like the Eagles that were blasting people out by 27 points on a weekly basis. So I'm not honestly that surprised, uh, but yeah, it's uh, soon a lot of New York fans are getting pretty pissed off right about now. We were on the show when we were talking about the giants and jets when they were both like what? seven and two or seven and three and we're like no <laughs> no i i still don't believe <laughs> any of this this is all going to come back down to earth and both of them have so yeah they, and it doesn't help that they're in that division with the eagles and cowboys i've just looked this up and look at the standings in the nfc east you know eagles cowboys giants commanders eagles point differential plus 112 dallas plus 127 giants Negative seven, commanders negative three. <laughs> that is a big gap in in uh, how they're actually com- performing compared to standings. Hey, I mean, it's just like a, a game script type deal. I, I think there's been seasons where the Titans have been in negative game script with a pretty decent record. too, And they currently negative, are. Negative uh, point differential. They currently are. They, in, yeah, minus really? 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's typical tight. That's pretty <laughs> good. The whole of that, that's <laughs> yeah. Minnesota is 10 and 2 and is only plus 10 in the point differential. That's wild. Uh Jacksonville's plus minus in the differential is minus 14. So they are technically doing better than the Titans. There you go, Scott. Put your no, feather no, in your no. cap there. Um Moving on, I guess, Scott, your second big takeaway. Uh, we kind of touched on it briefly uh, with the injury to San Francisco with Garoppolo being out for the season. Uh, second take- second takeaway is uh, now is the chance for Seattle to make their move. 
Um, we all talked about how we didn't really see Seattle doing much this year at the beginning. Uh, they've had a good Geno's come out of nowhere, got them to seven and five. They're one game back of San Francisco and San Francisco's quarterback being down. I, uh, I like Seattle's chances of actually winning this division. I'll be honest. Matt, you said that same thing, did you, Matt, that Seahawks are coming? Yeah, Danny, if you're listening, it's got to acknowledge that. At the beginning. I had ran over to right there <laughs> to get this new IPA, and I really didn't. I was like, no chance I'm going to repeat something that I missed. <laughs> Danny, second big takeaway. <laughs> Deshaun Watson pooped down his leg. Um, I don't know why we didn't see this coming. He hasn't played in like a year and a half or two years. He's playing in Houston, um, and literally nobody wants him to succeed. And he did really, really bad. He was missing throws, missing reads. He looked panicked. And it was also against the Texans, who are absolutely terrible. So, um, But he won. You know what? His defense did win. You are right. Uh, And I I think they won you a lot of points. I think you streamed the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Big fantasy uh, pickup. And, you know, the only reason I got the Browns streaming was because Danny here picked up my first waiver option for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't I, see this I going. Seahawks in first and I had to settle for the Browns. Who oh. like three defensive touchdowns. And you got nine points. I got eight. And that was the big determinant. That was a $10 mistake on my part. Anyway. Yeah. Deshaun Watson was terrible. I, you cannot start him in fantasy until he figures out his shit. And who boy that I'm, I think we're all okay with it though. Knowing what he's done. My second big takeaway, again, another one we already kind of touched on, but the Lions passing attack is looking fierce. Everybody's gobbling down that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. And all I have to say is a jam Jamo. Is it Jamo? Jamo? How do you pronounce the nickname? Jameson Williams. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what I don't know. (laughs) I I need to hear it in context. But uh, either way, he was active last week, only played about eight offensive snaps, was going to play some special teams, I think on punt punt team, but they never punted that game. So he didn't see the field that much. Is that true? Is that true? They didn't punt that game? They did not punt once that game. That's crazy. Um, And I think I saw somebody looked it up the last time was not too long ago, like 2017 or something, but before that it was like 1971 or something like that, that they never punted uh, in a game. But either way, uh, Jameson Williams is back on the field, and I think he's going to start getting more work, and everything that's ever been said about this guy is he is quite the talent and can add to this passing attack. And it's looking fun for the Lions offense going forward. Like, do you think that – I mean, I'm asking you, Matt, because you're the you're the Lions representative. We can all say that. Do you think they really should activate? Is there any reason to activate Jameson Williams right now? Is it, what's the reason? They what's the reason? Have a chance to make the playoffs. They almost have to win out, maybe drop one more. Okay, game. that's that's true. But that's there's a they chance. Are five and there seven. is a chance. I didn't realize that there. Um, okay. Their remaining schedule isn't terrible, but it's also not a cakewalk or anything like that. Lions fans are jacked. Everybody's jacked. Let's just let's just root for it. Let's do it. Let's get him. And there's something to say. If he really is healthy, it has been a pretty slow rehab. Like they've taken their time. Get him some experience on the field. Get him some 
some in-game NFL experience, and next year he can just take off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Got last takeaway. All right. My last takeaway is the Matt Ryan experiment is officially a fail for the Colts. I know I wanted to see him succeed uh, after the blown Super Bowl and at the Atlanta was really hoping things would go well, but they are now four, eight and one after dropping another game. It's just been bad. I mean, he is looking at it. Number 11, actually in quarterback passing yards. Um, but it's still just they can't they they can't do anything right. I don't know if that's where he's at in yards per game. If he's worse than that, no, he's actually better than that. But they're always down so much. I guess that makes sense. But they just they cannot stop anybody from scoring. And I'm pretty sure he got sacked. Mm-hmm. I, I thought their O line was going to give him more time this year. What he was lacking in Atlanta, and that's why they were going to be so successful. Jonathan Taylor you know, and everything they had going. And then this year they've just fallen, fallen flat on their face. And it's a bummer. Cause I mean, they only signed him to a one-year deal. I, if I'm remembering correctly. And I mean, it's obviously time for them to get a quarterback in the future. They're going to have a pretty high draft pick. I don't know what else they would do with their first round pick. If there's a quarterback sitting there in the draft, they got Sam Ellinger. They're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. JK. Yeah, they done. Uh, Danny, last big takeaway. The Chiefs are officially the Cincinnati Bengals bitch. And um, I'm calling out that's kind of three losses to the Cincinnati Bengals in one calendar year, which is interesting. Uh, Beginning of January, they lost by three. The AFC Championship, they lost by three. And then this past week, they lost by three. Um, Joe Burrow. He's got Patrick Mahomes' number, okay? And they are on a trajectory to see each other again in the AFC playoffs if they both continue playing the way they are. But I think that it's official. They are. Isn't it funny when they say they've got each other's number when they never see the field at the same time, like they have anything to do with each other? <laughs> it's fun. I Now, I said the Chiefs are the Bengals' bitch. I did not say Mahomes. No, you is... actually literally said that did I? Uh, Joe Burrow, Burrow has, has Mahomes' number. Mahomes. Oh, did I say that? The words came out of your mouth. Did I start the whole thing with Mahomes' Burrow's no, bitch? Th- oh, okay. no, you said the teams. You're good. Okay. That's okay. Let me rephrase this. Patrick Mahomes is Joe Burrow's bitch. No, <laughs> but no, that's that's I didn't realize that the three losses. First of all, I didn't realize there was three in a row that Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes, Bengals over Chiefs. I didn't realize they were all in 2022, which is kind of awesome. So that's it. My last big takeaway. Eh, not that big, but last one I could uh, muster up here was Tom Brady can still lead a comeback. Monday Night Football, uh, two minute drill, and it was classic Brady um, hitting the hitting the sidelines. Had some great catches from wide receivers too, by the way, to help him out down the field. Um, even had a touchdown called back on a hold. Still managed to muster out the win. Uh, got a touchdown with like three seconds left. Uh, just shows you that. Bucks are always going to be dangerous, right? As long as Brady's at the helm. I, I suppose. 
<laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with what you just said. That was 14 points in three minutes or something like that to win the game. But Scott, are you talking about doing it <laughs> quietly? I mean, it's he's got the fifth most passing yards in the league this season. And it's he's available in a lot of fantasy team leagues, though, just because they're not scoring touchdowns, though, because their team, for whatever reason, I guess, just finds the red zone and just cannot get it in there. He's only seven yards behind Herbert this year in passing yards. Um, but touchdowns, he's only got 16 where he got like 30 from a Holmes and Burrow and Allen have 25. So that's the big difference. Mike Evans is not getting in the end zone at a clip of one touchdown per game like he has the last several years. So for whatever reason, I mean, like we said, their offensive line sucks, so their running game can't get going. But whatever it is, Tampa Bay, I mean, maybe they can figure out a little bit. But right now, I I mean, I think they're one and done in the playoffs if they win their division, which seems likely. Yeah, true. Um, well, we talked a lot there. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break get uh, some wind back in our sails. When we come back, we're going to have our week 14 starts of the week, our week 14 conundrums. And then we're going to go through the matchups for this week and give you our survivors or locks of the week. And then finish it off with our fun little weekly draft. See who Hell won yeah. and who lost there. Hell yes. And we back and we're back and we're back and we're back. You guys had a nice little break yourself, listened to some ads, or maybe grabbed a bite to eat. That would have been cool if I had time to go do that. Made a pizza, watched a movie. The listeners, they can pause the shows on. Oh, I thought you were talking to Scott and me. Oh, you're on the clock, but we were here the whole time. So <laughs> you use the potty. Yeah. Um, either way, we got a we got a fun second half when we get into a lot of the juicy deets. So starts the week. Danny starts off with your QB start of the week. My QB start of the week is Kirk Cousins at the Detroit Lions. Uh, we were talking before the show. The Vikings-Lions game has a really high over-under. The Lions tend to put up a lot of points at home. Therefore, Kirk Cousins is going to need to sling it. And just so happens that the 32nd ranked defense against quarterbacks is the Detroit Lions. So Kirk Cousins... Lock him in there. You good to go. Well, my quarterback star of the week is Jared Goff versus Minnesota. So I'm going opposite side of the football. This offense has been on fire. I think they're going to keep it up their home. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Jamo might get more playing time. That adds another weapon. I think I think it's going to be high scoring. The over-under is 52 and a half on this one at the moment. I assume that's the highest of the week. Looks like it is. Um, Dolphins Chargers are close, close contender behind it at 51 and a half. But by all means, this should be high scoring. Jared Goff has been doing well with this offense. That's my start of the week. You can get him cheap anywhere, probably pick him up off waivers and plug and chug him if you have a Lammy Jacks issue or something of the likes. Did we Scott. officially decide that it was Jammo? Did, did you look it up at the break? Do you went with Jammo and it sounded great? I think it's Jamo then. I I assume it's whatever <laughs> sounds the best. It's gonna be Jamo Scott, or something. Your quarterback start of the week. Uh, I have Derek Carr this week playing against the Rams. Uh, we talked about the Rams have closed shop for the year. They're terrible. They've lost what eight of nine, I believe now. 
Hopefully. They've given up 27, 26, 27, 27 in their last four games. And the Raiders have scored over 20 points in their last several games. So it just seems like a recipe for probably a touchdown or two by Josh Jacobs and then another couple thrown by Derek Carr. So I think uh, if you're looking for somebody to to stream, he might be out there. And The Rams are not playing well, giving up a lot of points, and this might be the time to play him. Agreed. Um, hop over to running backs. Danny, who's your running backs for the week? Mine is Ezekiel Elliott um, of the Dallas Cowboys against Houston. The Houston Texans don't know how to stop the run. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to get two-plus touchdowns in this game. Um, I'm not going to step on Scott's toes with another guy that uh, would also be a good quality start here, but it's just a no-brainer for Ezekiel Elliott. That's a good transition to you, Scott, for your yeah, running back. me for a second, Scott. Who's your running back start of the week? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Tony Pollard also obviously playing Houston and it seems like they've been getting to pretty close to a 50 50 timeshare in terms of carries. Usually Zeke has two, maybe three more than him, but it seems to be like Pollard's had 12 to 16 last couple games, just like Zeke. And then he's been doing so much with them. I mean, you can't watch one of their games and not hear the announcers just like drooling all over Tony Pollard. So I would be surprised if they don't both find the end zone. I think this is a week where you can play either of them in fantasy and still be happy. Well, mine is Nick Chubb at Cincinnati. Um, Obviously, you're starting Nick Chubb either way. I just like the spot a lot, especially in DFS or anything here. He he played Cincinnati in week eight where the Browns got a win over Cincinnati. I think I mentioned that earlier. Went over 100 yards that game for two TDs. Um, had 23 rushes, uh, one of his top games of the year, but he's had better. This isn't a spike or anything. Obviously, Chubb is a stud, and I think he has another big week here. Um, not much else to say there. Moving on to wide receivers. Danny, wide receiver start of the week. It's Jerry Judy, and I know, I'm aware, the Broncos are terrible, but they're playing against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are not terrible. So... They're going to need to score points. I know the Broncos defense is great, but the Chiefs can score points and they will score points. The Broncos need to try and Cortland Sutton more than likely is going to be out in this one. So Jerry Judy should see a lot of targets, maybe crappy ones from Russell Wilson, but I think the fantasy points will be there for a decent week. So Jerry Judy is, he's a good one. Don't be afraid of him just because he's uh, on the Broncos. It's going to be okay. Got yeah, I'm afraid, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> you what? Um, you are. You're not gonna do it. Do you have him somewhere? I, no, I'm just afraid that they're gonna score nine points in the three field goals. So, um, all right, my wide receiver is Amari Ooh. Cooper. Um, also like Chubb on the Browns playing Cincinnati this week. I would assume Burrow and the Bengals are probably gonna be scoring points, which means that the Browns have to throw the ball a decent amount. And like we said, Deshaun Watson looked horrid in week one. So I think he's going to come out with something to prove and being trying to sling the ball every which way. And obviously Amari Cooper is their number one target there. So I think he might actually be set up for a decent production this week. Win or loss as a team. I don't hate him. I own Cooper in a couple of spots. I'd like to see him pop here. 
my wide receiver star of the week is old Christian Kirk. He's playing at Tennessee, and Tennessee is not great against the pass and usually gives up some points to wide receiver ones on the opposing team. Uh, Christian Kirk is that like quietly really good wide receiver that we've talked about before. Um, he's guess how many 100 plus yard receiving games he's had this year off the top of your head. What's the number? How, how many, what, how what many now? over 100 yard receiving games he's had? Three. Got what did you guess? Uh, I guess three. I would say six. I can't tell where he's it's, going with the, the direction of. It's three. I mean, but it's still a surprising number for what a lot of people I think would think for Christian Kirk. He doesn't have a ton of TDs, but he gets targets. He produces. He has a good catch rate. Um, and I think he's just going to have a great game here against the Titans. As long Solid as Trevor play. Lawrence is there. As long as Trevor Lawrence is there, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if his toe can make it out on the field. <laughs> you better spray <laughs> toe my ass. I didn't start the week. Danny started us off. I think Gerald Everett's probably just going to be a, I think I've chosen him a lot in the past. Um, Justin Herbert spreads the ball around. I'm aware of that, um, but he is looking for Gerald Everett and in the red zone, and he's a quality tight end in a landscape that is just terrible. And Miami can score. The Clippers are going to need to score. I bet you Everett gets at least a touchdown in this game. So lock it in. Making a lot of uh, touchdown bets here, but. Everett's another one. Notice how I did not say the same thing about Jerry Judy, but uh, <laughs> I think Everett's a, uh, a star lock every week with the way the tight ends are. So it was sounds like a six pack bet total touchdowns from uh, our three position players. Uh, which one we mean the. Elliot, Judy, Virtually. and Everett versus. I will not Tyler do it with Cooper Judy. No, I'm not. I will not. I, I don't. It's the one that I have the least confidence in. No, can't do it. I can see Cooper pulling down two TDs. I cannot see Jared Judy pulling down two. TDs. <laughs> right. I I think he's gonna get a lot. Uh, he's gonna have a decent week. A, a week where with six teams on by, you're gonna be okay. But that's that's the extent of it. <laughs> you two can do uh, it. That's uh, fine. Just go for it. <laughs> All right, my tight end is Pat Fryermuth, uh playing Love Baltimore. Uh this this just seems like one of those interdivision rivalry games where they hate each other. So even if Pittsburgh, who is not doing well this year, is on top because Lamar's out, they're gonna try to pour it on and just inflict as much pain as they can just because they're having a shit season and this is their biggest rival. Um and Pat Fryermuth has just been with Claypool being obviously traded several weeks ago. Very incorporated in the offense. I think he's just a big part of what they their game scheme is from week to week um, as a pass catcher. So I like him, obviously, not only the rest of the season, but I like him against Baltimore. Even if Lamar Jackson's out, I think Baltimore's too good to just let Pittsburgh run away with this game. If anything, I, I think that him being out keeps us close and keeps Fryermuth getting funneled targets. I got him in a couple leagues, and he's kind of been my – my hidden gem find of a tight end, not saying he's running away with the tight end uh, position, but he's been serviceable for me by far. And I love to see it. Love to see it. My tight end start of the week, Mr. TJ Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings. We've already been talking about them. Yeah. 
the Minnesota Detroit game having a high over under Hawkinson. This is the, what do you want to call it? You want to call it revenge? Revenge is sounding stupid. It's the reuniting game uh, with his old team here. Hawkinson for a pretty wavy start to the year. He has had a solid floor since going to Minnesota. He's getting good targets um, receptions off that. He's only found the end zone once there, but Detroit's not very good against tight ends. And I can see this behind being high scoring to where he gets more targets, more production, and maybe finds the end zone. Really like this start here. I think that Hawkinson is going to be the number two tight end the rest of the season. I think that the begin to slow kind of start with the Vikings is just because it was a new, it's just a new system. And will you bet Scott that Hawkinson finishes above Fryermuth? Well, I bet that your with, with start weeks four, 14 through 18, Hawkinson scores more fantasy points than Pat. <sighs> you just said he'd be number two. So if you I don't this, I, you think s- I know what I said. I remember. One. I heard the words. I know the words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I'll do that. A half point. Yeah, will you take the bet? Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. I, I just worked a bet it. for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop saying things on the show. I just need to do the super generic shit. So lose money. No, so that does it for our starts of the week. I think we had some gems in there, you know, some really hot takes. Let's get into our week 14 conundrum. So on our fantasy teams, where do you guys have trouble with some start sits this week? Danny, start us off. So my flex, I'm debating between Latavius Murray. And Jamal Williams. And the reason why this is a debate is because DeAndre Swift's action has been getting more and more and more up until he was just taken off the injury report before the game last week. And he got a lot of work and he outperformed Jamal Williams. Uh, I know Williams got that touchdown. I don't think Swift got one. Did he Swift get a touchdown? I don't know. But either way, I think that we are seeing the Swift blast off for the rest of the season. And I, as much as we love Jamal Williams, I think that his role is going to go from that whole 20 touches a game thing down to closer to 10 or 12. And Latavius Murray gets those touches on a weaker offense, uh, much weaker, but he still produces and he gets the volume. So who would you go with here? Uh, in a Do you know how many league? touches Williams had last week? Are right, Do you know the answer? Or at least carries. Or- here I will look at it. I will look. Swift it had up. fourteen carries. Will but Swift is also just big on the passing offense, and he's coming back into like so. Last week, Jamal Williams' snap percentage was thirty percent, which is the lowest of the season, and he had eleven attempts and zero targets last week. And Swift, so 11 touches, zero targets, whereas Swift... 16. Yeah, so Swift had 51% snap percentage, 14 carries, six targets for four catches. And and Swift did score a touchdown uh, on the ground, so they both scored. I just think there's going to be a lot more scoring going on in this Detroit-Minnesota game, and Jamal has been... If he's on the field, it's going to be in goal-line situations. Right. And there's a good chance he finds the end zone. Maybe it's not a lot of touches. Maybe it's not a lot of yards. But I I like him here a lot more than Lat Murray, who's just on Denver and not necessarily getting a, a full 
workload. And I know Casey's going to keep the score up, but I don't trust Denver to get in the red zone that often. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Swift and Jamal Williams in this league. I, I, I mean, it wouldn't have been that bad last week because they both scored. And that, like you just said, there should be points of plenty. And Jamal Williams still may get the goal line stuff. I'm putting them both in. I, I, I think Jamal Williams is probably going to have one carry of three yards for a touchdown. And that's almost going to equal Latavius Murray gets for the game. Okay. Whoa. I'll bet you Scott, that he has more than one carry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's getting juicy. It's juicy in here. I'm playing both. I'm gonna play Swift and Jamal because of, of this. And if Latavius goes off, send me a text and let me know how, how bad I should feel there. But yeah, as long as my boy, Amon Ross St. Brown still finds the end zone at least once, then I'm okay with your play deal. Fair. Scott, what's your conundrum. All right. So I've got several guys on by this week. Uh, two of my running backs, both Aaron Jones and Brian Robinson, and not a whole lot of wide receiver depth on the waiver wire. So I was looking to see what could I put in my flex spot. And the top guy that was available is James Cook. And I've got Kareem Hunt sitting on my bench. I haven't played Kareem Hunt yet this year because I've got Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette plus the other two I talked about. So I haven't had to play him, but this week I have to put someone in the flex spot. So it was between Kareem Hunt and do I pick up James Cook? And hope that uh, Buffalo, you know, doesn't give everything to Singletary because Cook has had some good games, but overall, it's it just isn't you know reliable per se. So I'm definitely leaning toward Hunt right now. But tell me if I'm wrong. I'll take the other side of that. I think James Cook has been increasing in his usage, and I, I guess week twelve, not much usage, but. I don't know. I just Hunt is so low ceiling right now. Mm-hmm. And Chubb is who mm-hmm. I expect to do well there. And James Cook, I like it. I, I don't know. I go James Cook here. I I agree. I think it's more fun. I, you I mean, I, I think James Cook, yeah, James Cook is getting more playing time. He's doing better. I would go, I would go James Cook. I think that'd be fun. Although I'm about to pick him up in the league that you're talking about, just so you can't do it. But I think I think in I think this last week was the first week that Cook outsnapped Devin Singletary, and he looked better. And last week was probably the first week in a while that Kareem Hunt did anything of relevance for the Browns. That's the concern is it's they're they're playing the Jets, who have a decent you know defense, and like you said, this is the first time last week that Cook had more than. 10 fantasy points in a week and he had 14 carries in the week before that he had two. So you're like, well, shit, whereas you got hunt who's on a team that's most likely going to be down and is the pass catching running back over Chubb playing Kansas city, which Mm -hmm. bodes well for him to get, you know, six or seven receptions for 50 yards. So I don't know. I just, so here, uh, James cook, 43% snap percentage last week. Not, you know, unbelievable, but really high for him. Kareem Hunt last week, even though he had nine attempts and three targets, 38% snap count. So even less than James Cook did last week on a week where Kareem Hunt 
finally actually did something. I mean, wouldn't it be more fun to play James Cook? Isn't the upside there? Isn't Nick Chubb going to destroy everyone? What do we do with Deshaun Watson and the Browns? Everything's a mess over there. Should I stop talking? Yeah. Um, my <laughs> week 14 conundrum. Um, I'm kind of hit by buys a little bit and uh, some injury bugs. I have Kenneth Walker right now slotted in my running back spot. And I think he's going to be playing this week, unless this news is being cockeyed, optimistic, or whatever. But uh, he's banged up a little bit. And this week, yeah, he got knocked this last week. He got knocked out early with an injury. So we didn't expect much on the production. But the week before that, unless he found the end zone twice, he had a really poor week again. Very bad production on 14 attempts, 26 yards, two TDs. So is Ken Walker downhill and bitten by the injury bug? My other option is Zonovan Knight on my bench, who is playing at Buffalo, which doesn't sound like the best opportunity, but he's getting touches and he is producing on those touches. Uh, I don't think he's found the end zone yet, but I kind of like Zonovan Knight here and not even worrying about the, is he injured? Is he going to get the right usage? Is he going to be producing with Walker? Should I just go Zonovan? Michael Carter for the Jets is apparently off the injury report now. So do you worry with Zonovan Knight that he's going to enter a week of splitting time with Michael Carter now that he's back? In my eyes, the Jets didn't even want to play Michael Carter whenever Brees Hall was active and not That's injured. Fair. So why why are they going to be like, oh, well, this guy's producing, but Michael Carter is well, off it, injury reports. So we're just, not going to give think, No, I don't think, that, I don't think they're going to do that. They were not going to do the whole not give him anything. But yeah, that didn't Zonovan I have everything last week because he because Carter was out. Yeah, I don't know what is, but no, but no, no I, I like him. I want the easy pick here. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think that Zonovan, I think that Zonovan I is still the better play this week because who knows what Ken Walker, even if he's active, are they going to really? I mean, he's their brand new. He's their. He could be the franchise player there. Are they really going to give him a ton of work, even if he's active? Ah, is he? Yeah, Scott, you say things now. No, I I like Knight there just because. Yeah, I I do think if uh, I mean Carter wasn't doing anything amazing. And if you got Knight, who's in the last two games had what, like 14 and 15 carries and 70 and 95 yards or whatever it was, I mean, why would you not ride the hot hand in that situation when, like we said, Michael Carter wasn't impressing anybody just because he's second on the depth chart until Brees Hall got down? I mean, if he's not doing anything with it, keep the guy who's going strong. I mean, first of all, your team's playoff chance rides on this you know i mean you're still in the hunt right now you can't afford to have a shit game and why would you go with a guy who's coming off of an injury that wasn't doing anything as opposed to a guy for the last two games has shown you something different that obviously has been working i i mean i'm no nfl coach but i would have to think knight's a good play here because yeah like you said i would think they'd take it a little, little easy on walker this week if he's out there well i might do that <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, Walker's just ruled out. I don't have to make the decision, but 
Hopefully he's okay. That's true. Let's get into the week. (laughs) Week 14 matchups here. Yeah, I guess I'm getting bitten by the uh, the illness bug here. Also, grody. Um, week 14 matchups. Start the week off with the Raiders as favorites, six point favorites at the Rams. Not a surprise there. Jags at the Titans, who are three and a half point favorites. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Jets at the Bills, nine and a half point favorites. Sounds kind of heavy i mean scott was just kind of railing on the bills for selking so right he hates them he hates them yeah (laughs) browns at the Bengals, who are six point favorites texans at the cowboys 17 point favorites i thought it would be more though that's about right (laughs) over 17 the nfl is but but if we were if we were in vegas i would put money on the cowboys minus 17 there I would. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a big spread for me in the NFL. Um, Vikings at the Lions. Lions are two and a half point favorites at home. The Vikings, I know we hit on this earlier. Seems crazy to me. Love the Lions. I don't know if I could take that that spread for the Lions to win. I don't I don't think I could put money on that. Not just win, to win by two and a half. Um Eagles, seven point favorites on the road at the Giants. Ravens at the Steelers. Steelers are two and a half point favorites also at home. This is news to me. I didn't see this earlier. Is this I guess the it's all the Lamar? Jacks news. Yeah. Right. yeah, for sure. Right. I guess it makes sense. Chiefs, nine point favorites on the road at the Broncos. Makes sense. Bucks at the 49ers, who are three and a half point favorites. Down a QB. That's interesting. Uh, Panthers at the Seahawks, who are three and a half point favorites. Dolphins, three-point favorites on the road at the Chargers. And then the Patriots, one-point favorites on the road at the Cardinals, which eh, I guess that's right. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm not interested in the Patriots-Cardinals Monday night football game. Should I be? Oh, it's the Patriots. Cardinals are boring this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they are. Okay, good. Good. Well, that's it. That's that's what we got going on in the league this this week. Um, let's get into our super fun game called Survivor Underdog Locks of the Week. Um, if you are new to the show, what we do is each of us picks a survivor of the week. You can only pick a survivor once. If you get them right, you get nothing. If you get them wrong, you get minus one. We also pick an underdog. You can pick any three-point underdog, even if you picked them in the past. If you get it right, you get plus one. If you get it wrong, you get zero. So you gain points if you get the underdog right. You lose points if you get the survivor wrong. And that's the way it goes. Danny is winning six points. Woo! I'm in second with two points, and Scott is trailing with negative one point. You're doing great, dude. It's going to be fine. Yeah. (laughs) This interest is just glowing. Let's start it off with the big winner, Danny. Who is your survivor of the week? So my survivor of the week is the San Francisco 49ers to defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I I understand that Brock, this is a lot of faith in Brock Purdy to beat Tom Brady. Um, I know that's more than likely. No, I shouldn't say that. I think it's going to happen. I think that the 49ers defense is legit. Purdy can do the same thing as Jimmy Garoppolo, where he just game manages this, this thing. 
and the Buccaneers are a mess. So I would have taken the Cowboys had I not taken them in week eight. That would have been just the just a locked and loaded thing. Um, and Matt, I know that's your survivor, so I'll just kick it back to you for your survivor it's, pick there. For just announcing it for everybody else. Yeah. Yes. My, uh, the first survivor. thing I did was look for the Cowboys and like, fuck, I took them already. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw that both of you guys had already taken the Cowboys. I was like, I guess this is my time to just lock that bad boy in. I debated for a, a hot second about taking the Bills here because I haven't burned them up yet. But you know what? I just don't trust them against the Jets here in that matchup. Um, no, you're so doing the right Cow- thing. <laughs> Cowboys <laughs> seem like this is the week to just be like, yeah, Cowboys are going to get me a win here. I uh, got the Cowboys locked in as my survivor. You saved it and got- save the Bills pick. You save your Bills pick. So. Win, 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 win. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. All right, I got the Bengals lock of the week beating the Browns, even though, like we've said, we've got a few guys uh, that we think will do well in fantasy, Mari Cooper, Nick Chubb. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to lead the Browns over a Bengals team that is just cruising right now. So give me the Bengals. Nice. I like it. Uh, Danny, why don't you give the listeners both of our underdog picks of the week? Oh, <laughs> the the Los Angeles the Chargers. <laughs> Jeez. Los Angeles Chargers are at home and they're three point dogs to the Dolphins. Um, Chargers have been a weird team to kind of figure out. Um, and the Dolphins are really, really good. But at home. Miami's got to go across the country to do this. Thing. No, or did they stay in San Francisco? Did they stay in California the whole week, probably. They probably didn't fly back to Miami just to fly right back to California, right? I have no idea. I don't know why anyone would, would know think. this answer. Whatever. Matt and I both have the Chargers uh, to be the Dolphins at home, and I mean, it's going to happen. I didn't really like making this pick because... I need to gain ground on Danny. And what this does is locks me in with you on our underdog. So the best chance I have is me getting a survivor right and you get the survivor wrong and gaining one spot on you. But Chargers oh. just seem right in that underdog spot this week. I I, I had to go with it. Mm-hmm. Well, good. That makes me feel better. Got all right. My underdog know. pick is uh to go against Danny's stupid survivor pick. I got the Bucks upsetting the 49ers with uh their backup QB in there. Uh I mean Bucks also have a stellar defense, so it seems like stellar defenses can be a bit of a wash. Um and you got a quarterback that like I said hasn't hasn't done much. So it comes down to I think Brady versus McCaffrey, essentially, which I still give the edge to San Francisco, but this seems like a game where the Bucks could, if their defense holds steady, just like the 49ers has this year, I could see Tom Brady getting a couple of drives in there and them squeaking one out here. I think that you are the first person to describe the Buccaneers defense as, which was it stellar? Statistic wise, Compared to they have, I just had their stats up there, top 10 in run defense and about a middle in the pass defense. And with a quarterback who hasn't played, that bodes well. Mm. Oh, sound. We already made a bet, though. I'm not going to make a second bet. I don't need to owe everybody a ton of, ton of shit. <laughs> but uh, no, nah. Brock Purdy over Tom Brady. Uh. 
Sorry. That's the answer. That's, that's it. Yards per game. Tampa Bay is ahead of San Francisco. No, they're not. San Francisco's number one. <laughs> Tampa Bay's number seven, eight. eight. So they're still pretty good. I like the confidence <laughs> of how you're going to blast that stat out. Like, yeah, well, how would, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for a survivor and underdog locks of the week there um an interesting thing to note this is the last week where we're negative one for survivors plus one for underdogs moving on the next couple of weeks we got plus two if you get your underdog right uh and in week 17 if you get the survivor wrong it's negative two if you get the underdog right it's plus two so we're we're getting some opportunities to gain some ground on Danny here, and uh, hopefully so, that. Uh, that do you guys happen. want? Do you guys want me to start next week putting mine in first, so you guys, so I can't just copy yours because I fucking will to lock in this championship. <laughs> what I was gonna say is like, be a, we're all pretty honest dudes here. Uh, we've been we, doing it. we have been, we have been, but I but will we're also not. competitive motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll start putting them in earlier. I will. Or I won't. I don't know. All right. Well, thanks for being truthful about that, but that's survivor locks. Um, moving on to our personal favorite, the weekly draft. So in this format, since week seven, we have all drafted a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and flex position each week. Um, We snake it. And the other wrinkle is you cannot pick the same person twice. So we're getting down to, this is our eighth week doing this. A lot of people are off the board for each team. Adds a little bit of strategy in there. And, you know, we like to keep it interesting with doing very little prep before this. So we don't really know who each other have taken. It just happens that way. I I would love to have the time to prep for this, but no. We'll get into it. Uh, Danny, you you drew the draft order earlier. Remind Mm -hmm. the listeners how this snake draft is going to go here. Yes, so it's four rounds, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then a flex, which can include a tight end if you want it to. And it will snake with Scott, Matt, Danny. That was how we randomly did it. Matt continues to draw the number two spot. Uh, (laughs) And also, on top of that, the loser of the previous week, the loser, the third place guy, has to uh, chug a beer. And I can see right now on the video that Scott's, uh, it has his ready because last week, what do you know? Matt won with 90 points. I got second with 83 hey. and Scott, uh, he got the 67. That's two weeks in a row. Scott, and things are, uh, these are false, man. He screwed me over. <laughs> he, yes, he did. And did you, sorry, I was writing things down. Matt, did you go over the grand total so far? Uh, through I this, did not Matt yeah. is just yeah. Go ahead, Scott. Start pounding that thing. He drinks that so fast. Goddamn. Uh, by the time I'm done with the scent, I'm not even gonna say the word. I can't even talk. Wow, he's done with that beer. They just okay. Matt is destroying us at 599 total points. I got 521, and Scott has 498. He's really not that far behind me. But Scott, you are first. You are done with your beer chugging. Go for it with your first pick. All right, with my first pick, I am going to take Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. 
You haven't taken Dalvin Cook. See, we're getting in the times where it's like I, I feel don't think like... anybody has taken Dalvin Cook. I glance at it. I don't think anyone's taken Dalvin Cook, which is, is that why you wild. took him first. Which is why you took him first, obviously. Correct. Yeah, okay, I got with it. my first pick, powerhouse quarterback Jared Goff. Powerhouse, the powerhouse Jared Goff. Um, I. We'll take so I'm doing the uh, the old uh, the old turnski. I'm gonna go Justin Jefferson here. You haven't used him yet, huh? I have. I, you okay? Now that you said that out loud, now I really am gonna triple check. <laughs> it sounds like You're something good. I would fuck up. So Justin Jefferson, and then I'm going to stack him with Kirk Cousins. You know what that. is awesome about this is that. I picked Jared Goff first because I knew <laughs> that through the turn, you cannot pick a Mon Ross St. Brown. So I am stacking Jared Goff with a Mon Ross St. Brown against your Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. And so that is a- five players from one game <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to, to start this. We yeah. like that over under. Oh boy. That's going to be real. God gets back to backers. Ah, uh, well, let's see. <laughs> I don't I like taken, picking. I would have taken Amon Ra. I would have <laughs> Matt Walt Scott's thinking. Sorry, that I realized last week I took him, and I'm like, oh fuck, I want that bad. Sorry. Yeah, I I hate taking Thursday night because they never seem to score a lot. Um, but we know the Rams suck, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Devonte Adams. He was on my list. Glad too. you uh, you took him because he was on one of you guys already took him. Oh no, nobody has taken him yet. I did see that. Um, I'm glad you took him because I want to save him for later, and I was going to be tempted if you didn't take him on that turn. Well, that makes me feel stupid. <laughs> I take uh, it back. All right, all right, and then let's see. Let's go with a little DeAndre Hopkins. How is he? Hell of a lineup. Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, well, my last two, I did do a smidge of research during our break. And you guys you're gonna go both you're gonna them. go back to back? You're gonna go back to back? Well, I could because you guys have taken both of them. Um, oh I'm just, I'm just nice. letting you know that it doesn't matter which I order gotcha. I pick these guys in. Uh, <laughs> do you want my running back <laughs> or my flex who hint hint is a wide receiver? Uh, Which one do you want? Which right, one right, running back. I want another run. I want another running back. Running back is Nick Chubb. Talked about him earlier. Like him this week. Nicky, Nicky Chubb, Chubb. I will take the one, and I'm I'm stalling as I'm walking through to make sure I didn't already do it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott as my Chubb running who? back. <laughs> <laughs> And I would love to just be able, I would love to f- have my flex be Tony Pollard just to stick it to Scott because I'm sure he he's thinking about that <laughs> on the way back. I don't want to do that though. I, I will I only have a quarterback slot left, bud. <laughs> oh, I'm looking say, at, I don't, the, I don't I'm looking at Matt's lineup. Quarterback. <laughs> that would be pretty rad. Um, I will take as my flex DeAndre Swift. From that same game that we keep taking picks from Lions Vikings. If you would have stacked uh, Jamal Williams with DeAndre Swift. 
Oh, that would have been bad. I, I I'm doing that in a league that I care about, so I don't uh, to do it in two places. <laughs> well, my flex, who you guys have both already taken, I talked about him earlier in the show. I like him this week. Christian Kirk is going to anchor my team at the flex position this week. I, I wonder how many players. Wonder how many players we've all taken now through eight weeks probably not that many right and christian kirk is all one taken yeah Jalen hurts has been taken oh by god you guys those. okay don't read them in a list now i feel like a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of them well you know, i was gonna say josh allen probably but it looks like Danny, you have not taken josh allen we I should do it maybe we could do a thing <laughs> we could do a thing for the last three four weeks however many weeks there are where if we've all taken a guy if we've all taken them, these back on the market. That's going to complicate shit. I take it yeah, back. Immediately no take it back. That's too much. That's not, that's not a bad <laughs> idea, but okay. All right, Scott, your QB. Uh, I'm going to stack Hopkins with uh, old Kyler Murray. Man. I like all three of these teams, and generally I hate the team that I draft here because I'm most of the time drunk. Yeah, I mean, you only had a couple bad picks this time, so <laughs> just two, not the four. <laughs> so many picks from that one Vikings Lions game. If that ends up being a ten to seven game, then Scott's gonna win this thing. <laughs> well, that about does it for our show doc this week. I mean, as we close here, I just want to ask: Is there anything that you guys remember when you first got into fantasy football? that you loved that isn't a thing in fantasy football anymore that just nostalgia here. Like you miss it and you wish fantasy football still had that thing. And I'll start, give you some time to, th- some time to think mm-hmm. my thing is in Yahoo fantasy football platform, which seems to drag their feet on changing anything. They eliminated the little quote tagline thing that you could put next to your team name. And I Can't. enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I liked a little trash talk up there, a little slogan, something to go with your team name. Oh, it was why did good. they take that away? It, it was, so, oh, it's already there. There's no point in taking it away. Right. And the one thing I thought of, it was on that same kind of like foundation was, yeah, I think you said smack talk. You used to be able to write like, in that's a certain spot obviously you can have like group texts and like chats and stuff like that but you used to be able to just like mm-hmm. in real time on sunday during during the game be able to say stuff to the guy that is just like really really aggressive and and rude and it's not the same texting it because it feels kind of like <laughs> oh geez that was that was, that was mean but when it's through the Yahoo platform, when you're you're smoking them, and it's like suck on that dickhead, it feels. You're right. <laughs> it is totally different if you just text somebody that, and they're like, "I think I'm playing this guy in fantasy football this week." How? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you there. God, you got anything? I I'm trying to think of account. anything else. No, beside that, that's been taken away. I can't really, I can't think of anything beside that. I want to contribute, but <laughs> well, uh, real quick, because I was thinking about, I read this somewhere, and I don't mean to drag on the end of the show any longer, but I saw 
just when you're talking about like like fun things to add on to fantasy leagues and things like that, you know what I mean? Weird quirky leagues or fun shit like that. A league, what do you guys think about this? A league where let's say your buy-in is like 50 bucks. Okay. You can pay money at the beginning or throughout the year to have an extra bench spot. As in, if the buy-in's 50 bucks, you can pay $25 at any point, add it to the pot, and you are allowed to have a bonus bench spot. I would, I would like a, game? a bench whole spot. season. You know what I actually, what Scott just said is like a weekly bench spot rental. You want to carry one more person this week, you're throwing five more bucks in the pot and you get that through this week. It's going to add a lot to the commissioner's like, for sure. I don't even know how you can handle that. <laughs> how do you, I, yeah, I don't even know if it's a possibility it on a platform. Where, yeah, I don't know, but I would like a rental spot. You want to rent one extra think, spot to carry guy this week? You can rent it, but it's going to cost you. You know. Nah. I think we got some code to write, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for I am very good at writing code. <laughs> but that's a that's a neat idea. I uh, like. There's been times like fuck. I would love an extra bench spot. Yeah, and. If there was money attached to it, there are plenty of times where I would pay five bucks for an extra bench spot and it probably wouldn't even benefit my team, but I'd pay (laughs) it and that would just build pots, you know, it was, and it would just live rent free in my mind, how it didn't fucking help (laughs) any of those times. And yeah. whenever you didn't do it, how that one guy you dropped all of a sudden, (laughs) it would have been five bucks and I would have won 400. Yeah. Yeah, well, either way. Um, well, Scott, since you couldn't contribute, take us away. Close out the show. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, have fun with it.